Well, it's good to see you guys. I'm, I'm a little bit tired this morning, but I feel the grace of God on me. You know, and not in my strength, you know, but his strength. So when I'm weak, he's strong. So this morning I can actually go with that. You know, and, and I always make this disclaimer way before, okay? Every single word that comes out of my mouth, it's all an English word. <laughs> so if you don't understand it, that's your fault. That we should just clear the air. All right. So I'm going to pray. Is that okay? So Father, we just thank you. We, we appreciate who you are. All is in our lives, Father. He's such a good daddy. Such a good protector. Such a great provider. You love us so well. Beyond what we can even understand. We just thank you, Jesus, and we love you. We thank you for being our king, being our God, being our Lord. Thank you for laying your life so that we may have life. And thank you for bringing us back to the Father. And thank you, Holy Spirit, for living in us, leading us, comforting us, helping us. Bringing us to the truth of the reality of who we are in Christ. And the identity that we have as sons and daughters. And we all say, Amen. Amen. Alright, so I was asking the Lord what he had for us. Okay, this It's a double-edged sword. Anytime that I have a word, it cuts me first. Before it cuts anybody else. So... When I was asking the father what he had, he said the, the inner atmosphere, okay? The inner atmosphere, what goes on inside what people do not see. Mm. And the father said the inside atmosphere is a whole lot more important than the outside atmosphere. Because what happens in here will actually dictate what happens around you. So if you're not at peace in your heart, then there's no peace around you either. And everything that issues out of life, issues from our hearts, right? It's not the external. The external might pressurize it enough that all those things leak out. But you hope that what leaks out is the fruits of the spirit, right? Yeah. Oh, I got a funny story to tell you guys. I was, um, yeah, Krishna's here. Uh, where was, where's my little one? She's in a class. So this is Paula Gonzalez's daughter, little daughter, right? So I walk in church. This is last Sunday or the Sunday before. And she normally calls me Marlon and stuff. Hey, Marlon. She saw me this one day and she goes, you know what? You missed a pineapple today. <laughs> I said, uh, as far as I remember, my name was Marlon. He goes, no, no, no. You missed a pineapple today. And she stuck with it the whole entire time. Okay. I even told the mom. And the mom was like, what did he call Marlon? I was like, no, he's not Marlon. He's Mr. Pineapple. 
After a while, I'm going, I might need to figure this thing out, right? So we're standing outside, and we are sending the keys out of Camp Molina. She comes again. She goes, remember, you missed the pineapple. I said, I might need to figure this thing out. So um, Christopher finally sent me a message saying, hey, you know, that, that pineapple is the fruits of the spirit. Even though at, the point, at that moment, I did not realize what the Holy Spirit was saying. You know, other little babes, you know. So hopefully, whatever you, whenever you have those external pressures, right? You hope that the fruits of the Spirit is what actually comes out. You know what I mean? And that's easier to say than done, right? We had a testimony about it this morning. You know, the worship part and all that. I said, Lord, you, yeah, the Holy Spirit, you preaching my message. I don't think I should even preach anything. You know, we should just call it a day and go home. You know? But the inner atmosphere. A bunch of more important than our atmosphere. Here's what Jesus said in Matthew 15, 19 through 20. He said, for from the heart come out evil thoughts, murder, adultery, all sorts of sexual immorality, theft, lying, and slander. Okay, these are the words of Jesus. It says, these are what defile you. Eating with unwashed hands will never defile you. And you know who he was talking to, right? I mean, can you imagine getting that word delivered to you by the Lord himself? Say, it's not what is outside that is defiling you. It's not you not washing hands that is making you dirty. It's actually what is coming from inside of you. Out of the heart. And in Proverbs it says, as a man thinks, so is he, right? And if you notice, whatever you're thinking inside, Right? Sooner or later, we'll leak outside. Okay? If you have some criticalness, meaning that you criticize yourself a lot continuously, guess what is going to happen as well around you? You're going to be absolutely critical of other people. And it's important when Jesus said, right? Love your neighbor as you do what? I mean, that, that statement is so loaded. It's going to take us all the time to do absolutely unwind what exactly it means by that part. You know, I think that I do understand it, but I don't think I understand it that well, honestly. You know, love my neighbors and love myself. So that means I'll have to encounter myself first and treat myself well and love myself well before I can actually love my neighbor well at the same time. It's not the outside. It's what is the inside. And Jesus kept on emphasizing that. Out of the heart. It's your heart. It's out of those things that issue out of your heart. That matter. And that's all the Father was challenging me about. So I just want you to make sure that you're keeping your inner atmosphere as clear as possible. Who was singing this morning? You know? Dean talked about it. Keeping those pipelines clear, right? You know, and Jesus said specifically, you know, the rivers that he's talking about, he said from where? Did he say from out or from within? He said from within you, rivers. Rivers. He goes on and says the kingdom of God is within you. It's not an external thing. It's an internal thing. And what you have in there is what will dictate what happens around you.
You know, I'm, I'm hoping that this is not rubbing you the wrong way. You know, there's a lot of hope in it. Okay, there's a lot of hope in it. And I have a lot of scriptures. Anytime I feel bad for the people back there, because I, I think I give them so many scriptures. It's unreal. But I like the word, you know, it's better than me just giving you my words, right? You can, you, can, you can argue with me, but you can argue with the word. I'm just saying. I'm like, just take it to the Bible, man. Talk to the Holy Ghost about it. All right, here's what Proverbs 23, 7 says, you know. For he thinks in his heart, so is he. Eat and drink, he says to you. But his heart is not with you. I don't know whether you guys have read that before. So it's, it's what is going on in here. It's almost like he could be present with a person, but now will he be present? You know, like you're there, but you're not really there. Because you, because what is going on internally, there's too much. You know, maybe, maybe you've disconnected yourself from yourself. You know, anyways, let me, let me not get too detailed. I like leaving the mystery part in it. Now, King David, right? He was a man that absolutely was very in touch with his inner atmosphere. The Psalms that he's talking, I mean, if you read Psalms, right? He's constantly speaking about what is going inside, right? And he's always ready to absolutely confess and tell you if there's an injustice, he will say it. And he will say how angry he feels about it. Okay, if he's messing up, he will say it. And he will say how bad he feels about it, right? And it's continuous. I'm going to read scripture so you can see that part. So here's what it says in Psalms 19. 14, it says, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. That's mindfulness, right? It said, may the words, right? May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you. That means whatever you're thinking in here is going to come out where? Out of your mouth. It's going to come out of your mouth. And for me, the father was dealing with me. Okay. Saying, do not neglect or forget. And it's easy to forget to take care of your inside atmosphere. Especially when you get busy. Especially when you have life happening. You know what I'm saying? Especially when you have, you know, just the demands of life. And you kind of start neglecting that part. And you start realizing, you know what? My thoughts are not going the right way. You start going, man, I'm being a little bit more critical to my kids. Like there's just certain things you start noticing and you go, man, I need, to, I need to figure this thing out, Lord. And the Lord says, you need to look at your heart first. And just see those things that you speaking to yourself. You need to see those things that you yourself are absolutely either not forgiving yourself of. Or you're just so critical and so upset with yourself that anything around you, you just vomit. You know what I mean? Just vomit it right out. And sometimes I'm a, somebody will be around and be like, what? You know what? I don't know if you've ever had that experience. You might encounter somebody and they, they might have this negative thing walking around them. And it might be like a constant thing, not even like a one-time thing. What do you normally do? Start avoiding the person, right? 
Because you can see, you can feel that negative energy that is around him continuously. That cause internally, there's just things that are going on that are not right. Okay. Psalms 51, 10 through 12 says this. This is King David. Just the man who's very in tune with his, what's going on in him. He says, create in me a clean heart, O God. Renew a loyal spirit within me. He didn't say change my atmosphere outside so that my inside can be better. He said, please create something in me. You know, he's crying out, create a clean heart in me. Renew a loyal spirit within me. He says, do not banish me from your presence. That's what Anita was saying. Please hey, don't keep me out of the promise, man, because I was just angry. I just let it out of the bag. You know, so do not banish me from your presence. And don't take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation. And make me willing to obey you. That is internal. Okay, the obedience of really hearing the Holy Spirit and actually doing those things is an eternal, it's not an external thing. That's how the prophetic works. If you're not clear, it's really, you know, one thing, because I'm going to do a prophetic class sometime. One thing about the prophetic is this. You got to make sure that your inside atmosphere is as clear as possible. Because you don't want to give words that are tainted with personal stuff. Do you see what I'm saying? Because that is vomit. You're actually doing something. You do more damage to that person. Okay? You're not actually doing Holy Spirit service for the word that he's giving you so that you can actually give it cleanly. Does it make sense? Sometimes you might actually see something like liar, right? And the Holy Spirit is not saying you needed to tell that person in the eyeball, you know what, you're such a liar. <laughs> There's your word of encouragement for today. Take that to the bank. Lock it in a safe. <laughs> Come on, I'll lock it later. Whenever you need encouragement, just remember that. The Holy Spirit, when he's showing you that part, he's showing you things the enemy is saying to that person. Things that that person is operating in. But instead what the Father wants you to do is speak life into that person. So it's like when you see that, boy, you say the opposite. But if that's not cleared up in here, guess what? You're just going to leave that on that person. And you're going to think that you did that person the best service possible. Mm-hmm. All right. And the truth is, is right? Nobody knows what is in a person other than their own person themselves, right? I mean, I can't know what is in everybody's heart. You can't know what is in my heart. Except me, myself. And the Holy Ghost, right? So here's what scripture says about that. You know, 1 Corinthians 2, 11 through 12 says this. You know, no one can know a person's thought except that person's own spirit. And no one can know God's thoughts except God's own spirit. And we have received God's spirit. And that's what King David was crying out. You know what I mean? 
created me a clean heart. Renew a loyal spirit within me. And he goes says, and we have received God's spirit, not the world's spirit, the external. So we can know the wonderful things God has freely given us, right? The wonderful things the Father has given us. Which leads us to that hope that I was talking about. Because remember, I, I didn't want to like just blast you guys and then leave you guys hanging over there. You know what I'm saying? With eyeballs sticking out and fingers fading, facing sideways. I'm like, man, the African just, he, get, he made my head spin. I got, I got splinters all over my soul. So, so the hope that we have, right? Paul is really specific when he was saying that part. He's saying the inside atmosphere is really important. And I'm going to read some more scriptures. He's saying we do not have, right? We don't know that. You know, nobody else can know any other body's thoughts. Expect the person himself and that person's own spirit, right? And nobody can know what is in God and what God is, God's thoughts are except for what? The spirit of God himself, right? So, but the spirit of God now lives in us. So it gives another an advantage to know what? God's thoughts, right? And it's important to know God's thoughts because you want to know what he thinks about you, right? Because if you're reading Psalms again, where King David is talking about the numerous thoughts that the Father has towards us, how can you even count them? Have read guys read that in Psalms? That his thoughts towards us are what? More than what? The sand. Those are the thoughts that he has towards us. And all of them are what? Negative thoughts or good thoughts? Good thoughts. The good thoughts. The inside atmosphere. I want to keep on going back in there. The inside atmosphere. You want to hear clearly the thoughts the father has towards you. Because that's actually what would dictate how you live your life. And the issues the flow out of your heart, right? You want the thoughts of God so that the issues that flow out of your life are godly issues. Okay, the godly thoughts. Okay, that deepness. Anyways, I'll leave the mystery in there. See, that, that's the teacher part of me. I just want to like really explain it. But I should leave the mystery. Ah, here's what it says in Ezekiel. Okay, 36, 25 through 27. It says, then I will sprinkle clean water on you. And you will be clean. Your filth will be washed away. And you will no longer worship idols. External. And I will give you a new heart. And I will put a new spirit in you. I will take out your stony, stubborn heart. And give you a tender, responsive heart. And I will put my spirit in you so that you will follow my decrees and be careful to obey my regulations. That's the hope that we have. That's the gift of the Father. That's how much he loves us. That he, when I say, you know what? Obviously, you can't do it on your own. And obviously, you live in a fallen world. So therefore, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to send my son. So that that door can be opened. So that I can pour my spirit in you. So that I can make you a new creation. So that you can start having new thoughts. 
that actually comes straight from the Father. So you can actually speak those thoughts. And so that you can think about those thoughts for you. So that you can receive those things that the Father is speaking to you. So that your inner atmosphere can be as clear as possible. That's the hope. Okay. Here's what it says in Hebrews. This is 4, 10 through 16. It says, for all who have entered into God's rest have rested from their labors. Just as God did after creating the world. So let us do our best to enter that rest. But if we disobey God, as the Israel did, we will fail. Or we will fall, sorry. For the word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God. Everything is naked and exposed before his eyes. And he is the one to whom we are accountable. So it's almost like Paul is saying here. I mean, I want to say Paul, whoever wrote Hebrews. But the Holy Spirit goes and tells us specifically that there is nothing that you have thought that he does not know. Good or bad. He's made it clear, right? Meaning there's no way of running away from that part. Because there's nothing that is hidden. It's all in plain sight before the eyes of God. And it's him that we held accountable to, right? At the end of the day, at the end of the time, it's him that we're accountable to, right? But I'm glad that the Holy Spirit doesn't leave us there because that, that can be scary. Because you're like, man, I, I have all sorts of thoughts. You know what I'm saying? I mean, there's times like when I'm teaching, you, you got to catch yourself. Because you might have one of those two or three keys that just absolutely dream. I mean, they make you want to climb the wall. They make me question what you actually teach. Like you literally ask yourself, why do I do this again? And they're the same ones actually end up being really sweet. And being, they're the ones, you know, because you, you go after them. At the end of it, they actually say, you know, you're my best friend, Mr. Magusa. I appreciate it. And, and I'm going, Lord, if I reacted with every thought that I had, you know what I'm saying? You little weasel. I I'm telling you, man, I'm about to spank you right now. If your parents don't spank you, boy, I'm about to light you up. I don't think that will go really well in the parent-teacher conference meetings. So, Mr. Mgusa, how do you tell my child that you wanted to, like, Bank and light them up. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, that was just sleep awards. Just slipped out, okay? I'm just saying. So you gotta be careful. Because sometimes you might be, you know what I mean? You might have a key that pushes you to the limit, right? And sometimes it's hard not to say stuff, right? But if you have something in your heart where the Holy Spirit is keeping you in check and go, mm mm, 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 mm African, I would not, mm mm. If I, you, I mean, and it doesn't mean sometimes you succeed, right? Sometimes, I'll be, <laughs> it just comes right out. Then now, you know, oh gosh, man, I could have done that differently. You know, one thing that I do tell my kids is, you know, what's the, you know, 
when you speak those words, you can't really retract them, you know. Like it's really how you can. Like you could you could apologize, but it's hard to really erase them. So you gotta be really careful what you say and how you say it. And if you and if your inner atmosphere is not at peace, oh yeah, you're gonna say all sorts of stuff. All right. But here's the hope that we have. So then, this is from verse 14. It says, so then, since we have a great high priest who has entered heaven, Jesus, son of God, let us hold firmly to what we believe. This high priest of ours understands our weaknesses, for he faced all the same testings we do, yet he did not sin. So let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. There we will receive his mercy and we will find grace to help us when we need it most. And that's what Anita was talking about. You know what I mean? He said, how can you use me right now after I just exploded on somebody? But the father said, because you came to me. Hmm. So here's how the Holy Spirit encourages, uh, encourages through Paul. Okay. Our thinking, our thoughts. Okay, Colossians 3, starting from verse 1 through 3, says this. Since you have been raised to new life with Christ, set your sights on the realities of heaven. Like that's where our thoughts should be. On those realities, not this reality. Those realities where Christ sits in the place of honor at God's right hand. Think about the things of heaven, not the things of the earth. That's Holy Spirit encouraging us. That's Holy Spirit telling us where we should put our thoughts. Where we should put our thoughts, where we should find our thoughts. And it goes on to say, for you died to this life, and your real life, is hidden with Christ in God. That's our real life. Is to exhibit those fruits of the Holy Spirit that Paul talks about. You know, each tree shall be known by its fruit, right? You can't have an apple tree produce mangoes. That will be just weird. You know what I'm saying? Or you have a Peach tree that produces wheat. That would just be awkward. It's like, what in the world? So it matters what fruit comes out of us. And those are the fruits that the Holy Spirit continuously cultivates in us. The love, the kindness, the gentleness, the self-control. And it's funny when when I got that water about being a pineapple, ain't it funny how the enemy works? Because what happened? It's like the enemy came to test the word. Mm. Okay. Not only just to test it, he came to steal it, to want to destroy it. Mm. All right. And here's something else that the father was mentioning. He said that part of the key of really 
walking in this inner atmosphere that is clear is humility. You got to judge you got to judge yourself rightly, right? Like don't hold yourself in such a high standard that you can't even meet that standard. Cuz you're going to try to hold other people in that same standard that you're not able to attain yourself or reach there. So, here's what Holy Spirit says through Paul in Philippians 2, 5 through 8. So, you know, you must have the, you must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on a cross. It's almost like he's a son of God that was in heaven that had no sort of blemish on him. But yet at the same time, he had so much humility that he was willing to lay down his life in such a manner and not even equate himself with God and empty himself of all that part so that he can be a human so that he can actually have the full human experience. So therefore he can be the best high priest we'll ever have. So that he can be the best advocate of our human nature. But he walked in humility that he said, I'm going to absolutely lower myself to exactly what things walk through. In every sense of it. We just read it in Hebrews. In every sense of it. So that that way, when you are actually talking to him, you're talking to somebody who goes, been there, done that, and I'm with you still. It's the most scripture. This is from Romans 12. So from verse 2, he says, Do, Don't copy the behavior and the customs of this world, external. But let God transform you into a new person. You know, that word transform, right? It's, it's a, you know what I mean? You become a new creation immediately, but there's a transformation that happens, right? I mean, I need to talk about the whole flesh thing, you know, the whole soul thing, the whole stuff that, you know, that we try so hard to not associate with and detach ourselves, but it's difficult. It goes on to say, you know, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think, your thoughts, the way you think. He didn't say that changing the outside atmosphere, we still live in a fallen world, right? Because Jesus said it. Jesus and John. Let's talk about that part. You're part of the world, but you're what? Not of it. Those are the words of Jesus. So he never took us out of this external atmosphere where there's a whole bunch of craziness that goes on. But he was counting that we being a new creation, in combination with Holy Spirit himself, we can actually overcome that which is external, that we can actually dictate and bring forth the kingdom of God so that it can actually affect the atmosphere that is around us. Because meaning that 
already atmosphere inside is affected enough that we're going to actually do something that happens around us. That's how you let that river flow so you can actually let other people be touched, right? That's why it saves, you know, um, is it Philippians? Oh, gosh. <laughs> Anyways, lost track of that one. But talks about with the fragrance of Christ. To the who? To the dying. With the fragrance. What do you mean? Fra- I mean, how would Holy Spirit is such a strong word? Fragrance. You know what I mean? I mean, if you use essential oils, right? There's an aroma that comes out, right? Oh, if you use cologne, there's an aroma that comes out, right? There's a fragrance that is around you. You know, I remember my mom used to wear these perfume all the time. And I could smell her as soon as she started walking up, upstairs when she came from work. Like, he knew you could identify with that smell, that fragrance. You know what I mean? Because it just brought something good. So whenever you're kind to people, right, that's a fragrance that is being released. Whenever you're loving people, that's a fragrance that is being released. Whenever you're gentle, that's a fragrance that is being released. And people start associating you with those things. Hmm. People start identifying my boss of a work. In a, whenever we have these one-on-one meetings, we have at least three of them out of the year. You know, it's like checking meetings, 30 minutes long, just want to see how things are going. In a, and she goes, Marlon, every time I see you, it, it, it's the most pressure. Because, you know, at Canon School, we have teams. Like, this is a sixth grade team. And, and sometimes we have, like, these projects that we do. And it can be really intense. Because there's so many details that need to be worked out. And she said, every time I've observed it, because she comes and she'll observe, you know, like you don't know, you're always being observed at Canon. And she's like, you just don't seem to get rattled. You seem to have just this peace about you, even when things at the they are actually at their worst. That was hot testimony. And she used the word peace. You know? And it said, you don't seem to be, either you don't show it, you know what I mean? Oh, there's something else walking in you. I say, actually, there is. So, hopefully that makes sense. So, those fragrances are real fragrances that come out of you. And after a while, people start associating that with you. Even the kids say, Mr. Mugus, every time I walk in your room, I don't want, all of a sudden, I just feel better. I have peace. I want to be here. You know, or they go, I just feel so loved all the, every time I walk in your class. It's not even what you say. I just feel love in here. And they just want to be in there. You know what I mean? But those are the fruits. That's the fragrance. Like they don't even know what they're, they're sensing. Which, you know, sometimes I go, yeah, he's called Holy Spirit. Isn't he amazing? Because he's the one that actually brings forth that fragrance of Christ. You know, that they just hunger for. They want it. You know? Mm. All right. Philippians 4.8. And it says this. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about these things. That are excellent and worthy of praise. Like that's the thoughts. 
that's where the thought, like that's what the Holy Spirit is saying. This is where I want your thoughts to be at. So I was debating when I need to read this scripture or not. Yeah, I think I will, Oliver. This is Romans 8, 9 through 15. Say, but you are not controlled by your sinful nature. You're controlled by the spirit. If you have the spirit of God living in you, which we do. And remember that those who do not have the spirit of Christ living in them do not belong to him at all. And Christ lives within you. So even though your body will die because of sin, the spirit gives you life because you will be made right with God. The spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And as And just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies by the same spirit living within you. By the same spirit living within you. So that that hope, anyways, I'm not going to, I'm going to leave the mystery. You guys can go read it. Therefore, dear brothers and sisters, you have no obligation to do what your sinful nature urges you to do. For if you live by its dictates, you will die. But if through the power of the Spirit you put to death the deeds of your sinful nature, you will live. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. So you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you receive God's Spirit. When he adopted you into his, adopted you as his own children. Now we call him Abba Father. The inner atmosphere. So I just want to finish with this last scripture. And I just want to encourage us, okay? Because as I'm speaking, in me, that sword was cutting me. And the Father's saying, do not neglect the inner man. Do not neglect the inner atmosphere. No matter how busy you get, no matter how tired you feel, do not neglect the inner man, the new man. Because I read it. I'll put a new spirit in you. I will take out your what? Stony heart and give you what? A heart of flesh. A tender heart. I mean, that's just amazing. That the father will go that far. So I'm going to give you a tender heart. That's moldable. That can receive the things of heaven. That can hear the thoughts of the Father. That's, that's the beauty that we can call him Abba Father. We have that confidence. Even when we mess up, we still have that confidence because we have a high priest that advocates for us. 
That we can receive mercy and grace in our time that we need it the most. That's the father that we have. That's the father that I love. And that's what the father was reminding me. And I just wanted to share that personal part of saying, I want you to always take care of you in a person. So that that inner atmosphere will continue to be clear. So you can actually hear my thoughts clear, not only for you, but for other people. That's how easy the prophetic is. You just hear the thoughts the Father has for that person, and you speak that. Anybody can prophesy. That's what Paul said. Anybody can. It's not a special gift. Just, just reserved for prophets or something. No. Everybody can. It's a gift of encouragement. So the Father saying, allow that fragrance to start coming out of you. By allowing the inner atmosphere to be cleared by the Holy Spirit. That you may have those clear thoughts from the Father about you first. And then start giving those thoughts out to other people. So here's the final scripture that I have. It's Proverbs 4, 23. It says, guard your heart above all else. For it determines the cause of your life. That's it, Dino. That was incredible. Everything Marlon said this morning is truth. Everything he said is truth. And while I'm encouraged by it, convicted by it, (laughs) but I can't do it on my own. I just can't. So let's stand and I'm going to pray because... The same God that gave us this word gives us the grace to obey this word, to walk in the truth that Marlon spoke. So let's just pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you are the God of grace, that you not only give us the direction and and use people like Marlon as a conduit to deliver your word, But you give us the grace to be able to obey that word. Because, Lord, you did write your law on tablets of stone. And that was great. Thank you. But we can't obey laws written on tablets of stone. We can only obey laws written on a fleshly heart. And thank you, Messiah, for coming and dying and giving us that heart of flesh. Writing your laws on our heart and giving us the grace to obey it. So... We surrender. We surrender to your will. We surrender to your word. We surrender to the ability to change the inside to affect the outside. And we thank you for it. We thank you for it. We believe you for it. We know it is truth. We know it is not dependent on us. We know it is all with you. And we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We can be dismissed. That was awesome, Marlon. Miss, prayer? Yes. Um.